welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 573, February 15 through 21, 2021. The first iteration of 2021's most important aspect, the mighty Saturn-Uranus square, highlights the week. Mercury turns direct, a peaking kite supports higher service, and the sun enters Pisces, and we have three bonus aspects that are not in the written forecast. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from thisweekinastrology.com. I simultaneously record these weekly forecasts as an audio podcast and a video. Choose whatever you like. The video version includes detailed chart graphics, which you can also see in my written forecasts at astroshaman.com. This Week in Astrology is honored to be one of the internet's top 10 astrology podcasts. Check out our website where you can hear the show and subscribe to podcast updates. And if you haven't already, be sure to click the link in the show notes for two chances to win a free Astrology Plus session with me each month. What's old as we come into this week, we have a waxing moon. Mercury is retrograde through February 20th. We have that grand cross still perking along through March 18 with Vesta, Neptune, and the lunar nodes. So let's jump into the week. On Wednesday, February 17, we have a bonus aspect, Mars semi-square Chiron. Mars is at 22 Taurus. Chiron is at 7 Aries. Um, basically, Chiron is the wounded healer. Mars is intensity. This certainly increases the chances for some kind of challenging catalyst, um, some kind of wounding. Um, so don't be surprised if that should happen. Uh, if so, you need some good shadow work tools. Uh, one of my favorites is my healing invocation, which is linked in the show notes. Uh, Mars and Chiron coming into intense connection can also really catalyze very positive things like it could inspire you to seek mentoring or to be a mentor yourself. It could energize healing, whether you're the giver or receiver of healing. So lots of really cool things could happen with that as well. Even the hardest aspects can always be used positively. Then, of course, we have the feature event of the week, Saturn square Uranus. This is with Saturn at 7 Aquarius and Uranus is at 7 Taurus. The way I'm going to do this is I'm going to give it to you by excerpts of other things. Uh, just a few days ago, I did a segment on the show this morning with Lisa and Delissa. And there I talked about some current uh, happenings that relate to the Saturn-Uranus archetype. I give four examples of things happening in recent world events. So we'll start with that bit, and then we'll move on to an excerpt, a longer excerpt from my 2021 forecast lecture, where I talk more in depth about Saturn square Uranus and its many possibilities. What I'm most excited about sharing with you today is uh, today we have the first exact hit of the biggest event of the year astrologically, Saturn square Uranus. And this is a really big deal. It's exact on February 17, but it's lasting actually 26 months. I kid you not. Um, we say it came into orb, which means it was close enough to start energizing. That happened back in late November of 2020, and it will not leave orb. These two planets will stay influencing, in, forgive me, will influence each other through late January of 2023. Uh, the exact hits this year will be today, I'm sorry, February 17, June 14, and December 24th. And um, a lot of the themes I'll be using here are drawn from my, my, my friend, Ren Butler. He wrote this amazing book called The Archetypal Universe, 
astrological patterns in human culture, thought, emotion, and dreams, and much of what I'll say will come from that. There's so much happening right now in the news that is totally Saturn-Uranus, and I wanted to just give some examples of that. Um, let me give the general vibe first. Uh, broadly speaking, now, of course, as I'll, as much as time allows, I'll bring in these, these various themes of Saturn and Uranus together. But one big theme is conservative forces. You know, Saturn can be, I want to hold into tradition and keep it like it's always been. And Uranus says, ah, forget that. Let's just go radical and, and break it open and do something radical and new. Okay. So examples of the Saturn-Uranus square just recently, the Capitol riots. Okay. Um, here we have the Saturn, the, the U.S. government. And here we have these radical people you know, coming in, storming the capital, they represent Uranus in this context. Um, so Uranian overzealousness, you know, you know, threatening a, a Saturnian structure. Um, even within the Republican Party, like there's been a, very recently there was a big to-do between Liz Cheney and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Of course, Liz Cheney is among the more conservative Republican. She's trying to stand for the traditional Republican values of, you know, economic conservatism and, you know, upright, you know, conscientious, responsible kind of people. And Marjorie Taylor Greene is coming in with her radical um, conspiratorial views and just, you know, saying, let's kill the Democrats. And she is very Iranian in this case. So here we have a really awesome example of Liz Cheney being Saturn. And I'm trying to hold into the, the mainstream Republican values and Marjorie Taylor Greene coming in all Uranus and just getting, you know, crazy. Um, even the transition from Trump to Biden uh, is interesting because, in a sense, there's Saturn and Uranus on both sides of this. Trump, um, in many ways, is very Iranian. I mean, he's done things that have, you know, never been done before. He's very radical and extreme and unpredictable, and some would say crazy, um, and that is very Iranian. And at the same time, he's tying into this very Saturn thing, you know, hardcore mainstream American and deep conservative values and save American jobs and save coal and, you know, very Capricorn things and Saturn things. I, I sometimes mix up the sign and planet because Saturn and Capricorn mean the same thing, just like Uranus and Aquarius mean the same thing. Over on Biden's side, compared to Trump, Biden's going to be very Saturn. You say, let's get back to some of our you know predictable structure. Let's have a more sane, predictable, methodical government. Um, instead of, you know, ruled by Twitter. Um, at the same time, Biden is doing some very Iranian things. Um, he's saying, okay, he's saying, I'm putting environment at the center of all my policies, which is very radical compared to what prior governments has done. He's even going further than Obama did in terms of putting environmental concerns very deep into his policy. So it's fascinating where Trump and Biden, we've got some Saturn and some Uranus on both sides. Uh, one more example, the GameStop. Uh, situation was so fascinating. If y'all don't know what was going on there, there were these these uh, independent traders on Reddit. They had a little, little subreddit group, and they all decided, well, we love GameStop, this little retailer that's in malls selling video games and game consoles. And um, all these big hedge fund managers had bet against GameStop, and they had done shorts on the stock, meaning they were going to make money if the stock tanked. But these traders say, oh, we're going to stick it to the hedge fund traders and we're all going to buy it. And sure enough, with the power of their collective purchasing, uh, all these people in this group drove the stock up crazy. I mean, it went up from single digits to several hundred dollars a share before it peaked. 
and they literally caused these hedge fund managers to take billions of dollars in losses. Fascinating. This has never happened before. So here's the this, the Reddit traders, Uranus, we're doing something radical and unknown and unprecedented. And here's the Saturn, you know, hedge fund traders with their predictable structures all of a sudden blown to pieces. So it's so fascinating to see Saturn and Uranus all over the news right now in so many different ways. All right. Let's talk about the big event of 2021, Saturn Square Uranus. And I, w- I want to mention also, because there's overlapping astrology alphabet affairs, everything I say here in relation to Saturn square Uranus is going to apply equally to the theme of Saturn being in Aquarius all year. Let's talk about Saturn square Uranus. Once again, I turned to Ren Butler's book and looked at his Saturn Uranus pairings and brought up the juiciest stuff I find. And I will be making commentary on some of those. Again, for the reasons I expressed earlier, we're going to start with shadow qualities. So shadow qualities of Saturn and Uranus square or Saturn and Aquarius, the costs of freedom, limitations on freedom, which we've all experienced with this coronavirus being either encouraged or forced to stay at home and wear masks and do all that sorts of thing. The pain of individuation, acute tension between liberal and conservative elements, polarized extreme between reactionary and progressive impulses. Rebirth that's delayed, inhibited, or incomplete. Liberation with complicating factors. And when I think of these phrases, I think of the golden age. I am of the belief that there is a spiritual age rising. And and I know many people who are actively working toward this more paradisical experience on earth for us humans. And uh, of course, if you're not of that mindset, you say, yeah, right, right. That's why things are worse than ever here on the ground. That that makes no sense at all. But what I see happening from my shamanic viewpoint is uh, we've got 5,000 years of the dominator patriarchy culture that has to be flushed up and cleared. Trump at least has done us a favor there by flushing it up and making it visible so that we as a society can deal with it. So... um, I believe we're in a major phase right now of facing and cleaning up the the negative, self-centered, um, profit-only kind of mindset that has been so dominant in Western culture for so long. So, um, in fact, in my Awakening Plus membership, we do a call that's called a um, New Earth Support Team, where people can get on that call, anyone can join for free, and we work in the inner worlds to clear up some of that heavy energy. So back to more um, themes of these combinations of Saturn and Uranus, failed or compromised experiments, such as the global response to the pandemic so far, unexpected problems and disruptions, severe shocks and rude awakenings. And um, this is one of the big things I'm expecting that'll be different in 2020. We've had Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto with a triple conjunction in Capricorn. And none of those planets is especially fast. They're deep. But, you know, the coronavirus didn't just happen overnight. It took weeks and months to really build and get strong. Even the Black Lives Matter, which came to prominence strongly, still that was a buildup in response to police shootings and didn't just come out overnight. I believe in 2021, we're going to see things happen much more rapidly because Uranus is like a lightning strike and Saturn is structure. So I'm expecting the dramatic things that will happen in 2021 may happen very suddenly and surprisingly. 
And I think they'll come about much more quickly. This can be both challenging things and wonderful things of all descriptions. And these things uh, work also on all levels. This is not just you know global and governmental and business. This is you and your personal life that it will affect as well. It's both the micro and the macro. So we can think of when Saturn and Uranus together, what if one kind of is overcompensated? It's getting a lot more energy than the other. If you get into an overcompensated Saturn situation, here are the things that can happen. Repression of the young, dissenting or eccentric members of society by forces of authority and tradition. Forgotten ideals, endless compromises, future shock, fear of change, unbearable physical tensions, body armor and character armor, and constant hypervigilance. If Uranus gets overcompensated, a little too much on that side in a challenging way, you can have ongoing impatience and extremism, the need for unreasonable levels of independence, irresponsible or harmful forms of rebellion, giving up secure foundations prematurely, consequences of unchecked experimentation or hubris. We can see the negative sides of modern science and technology, anti-spiritual revolutions, proclaiming freedom for yourself by imposing dictatorial conditions on others. So those are all obviously on the challenging side. Now, what about the positive side of Saturn square Uranus? There's always upside, even with, and I, that's, I know it's a square, it's a hard aspect that over and over again, um, when I've not only worked with clients, but studied the charts of famous people, it's the hard aspects like squares and oppositions that actually bring them out the peaks of a lifetime, the most powerful breakthroughs, the biggest accomplishments and successes usually happen under these hard aspects. So if someone told you or you believed hard aspects are bad, not so. They're just intense. They demand action. Something is going to happen when you have a hard aspect. Um, and again, when you consciously partner with it, you can direct it in a more positive way. So here are some upside ways that you can partner with the Saturn Uranus square to have a more wonderful life responsible and balanced freedom, careful change and innovation, cautious experimentation, freedom through structure, liberating routine. I know in my own life, I find it super helpful every morning I get up and I drink lemon water and I jump on a rebounder for five minutes all to kind of move heavy energy out of my body. I try to work out every day. And when I have that liberating routine, freedom through structure, I feel so much better than if I don't. Other positive Saturn Uranus themes, hard-won liberation, liberation in increments, conscious and deliberate freeing of yourself, a sense of nothing given freely, having to work for it. I think of Black Lives Matter in that context. Um, you know, very little has been given to that movement uh, just as a gift, but they've been perseverant and are working to help balance the inequalities that have been around for hundreds of years in racial themes. Saturn square Uranus can be the need to cool down eccentricities as contrasted with genuine authenticity. And in his wonderful book, The Inner Sky, which is an awesome beginning astrology book by Stephen Forrest, um, Stephen Forrest talks about eccentricity with Aquarius saying, eh, you're only partially there if you're just eccentric. You want to be full-blown your own unique self, flying your freak flag all the way. And that's the, the full-blown, fully expressed Aquarius. If you just have little quirks and eccentricities, then that's a partial movement into that is, is a way of thinking about that. Another Saturn-Uranus 
or other Saturn-Uranus possibilities, tradition versus progress, authority versus rebellion, conservatism versus change, security and adventure, materialism and idealism. Uh, one of the things that Rand Butler does in this book that I love is he has quotes here and there, and the people he quotes actually have the planetary aspect in their natal chart that he's discussing. So this quote is from Carl Jung, who in his natal chart has Saturn opposing Uranus. The quote is, freedom stretches only as far as the limits of our consciousness. And that ties into something I say a lot to my clients, which is a level of consciousness cannot comprehend a level beyond itself. So freedom, um, if you really want freedom, then my experience is you have to first free your mind, free yourself. And when your consciousness is more liberated within yourself, then there's an as within, so without process that takes place and your outer reality becomes more harmonious, the more harmonious you hold energy within yourself. So it's an inside game in my experience. Other Saturn-Uranus combos, paying the price for freedom, escaping into another predicament. And I think of the Biden presidency with this. I'm so glad he won. Um, and you know, to me, it's a big shift up from the Trump presidency, but I'm also concerned because you know, the status quo, even under a democratic influence, yeah, it's, it's nice and more friendly to the common person, but is it enough to make the radical shift that we need to get toward complete environmental sustainability? So I'll be watching his presidency to see if it's enough of a shift. Also, Saturn and Uranus together can challenge the bedrock assumptions of a worldview. Um, and I'll, I'll speak to a couple of those here. The paradigm of endless growth versus sustainability that I've referred to here. Uh, basically, um, I just imagine if I was an alien arriving on Earth for the first time and watching and seeing what we humans are up to, they might want to ask, why are these humans at war with their own planet? Why are they destroying their planet when they need it? And to me, we've created these fictions called you know, money and economics and capitalism, just concepts in our minds is really all they fundamentally are. We all buy into it, so it's real. But what if we all shared a different idea? Like, oh, we need to be sustainable. We need to act so that the seventh generation beyond ourselves have a wonderful world to live in also, instead of pursuing a quarterly bottom line profit. So, um, so the paradigm shift is that, and I want to speak to that. I want to mention another author I love a great deal. His name is Charles Eisenstein, and I'm going to strongly recommend one of his books. It's called The More Wonderful World Our Hearts Know Is Possible. And I've read, I think, all of his books. And he's a very forward thinker. He's thinking outside the box. How can the world be more wonderful? He's a wonderful critiquer of the shortcomings of our current being states, and one thing that characterizes his work, though, is he doesn't always give an answer. Like, okay, you've showed us why it's not good to continue, but what's the answer? And the answer is something like what I've experienced in my own inner spiritual work. Um, it's not something you're going to figure out and have a plan for. The, what you do is you recognize, okay, I see this aspect of the world, the way of being that I can see as destructive. I don't feel resonant with it. And to the greatest degree possible, I'm not going to participate in it. I may see a better way, even in some small way, and I'm going to incorporate that into my life. As Gandhi says, I'm going to be the change I want to see in the world. And then even in that small way, a shift happens. 
And you don't have to actually know anything a step beyond where you're at. This is all being sort of made up as we go along to a degree. So if you say, oh my God, it's so entrenched, it's so fixed, it seems so unmovable the way things are. Um, yeah, it can look that way, but you know, Russia looked that way before it fell and East Germany looked that way before the Berlin Wall fell too. So things, you know, there's the Roman Empire looked unstoppable and it fell as well. So nothing is gonna last forever. And if you want to contribute toward a positive change, I mean, some of us are here to be super politically active and go out and march and be really active and, you know, activist and all that. And for those who are called that way, more power to you. Absolutely. Others of us are just going to make that change in a smaller way. So, okay, I'm going to change my lifestyle to be more like the way I want the world to be. And guess what? When enough people do that, it shifts. So that's some, some thoughts on challenging the bedrock assumptions of a worldview. Uh, another bedrock assumption is, are we humans or are we divine beings having a human experience? To me, this was a radical shift when I woke up to this and had the experience of being my divinity in my body because, okay, now that I know this isn't my only lifetime and in a sense, the stakes go down when you realize you'll have many incarnations and not the one. And you would think, okay, well, then I just won't care because it doesn't matter because I'll just come back another time but it actually has the opposite effect. You, when you awaken to that degree, you, you have much more compassion and love and a higher operating system. You tend to treat others better and others doesn't just mean other humans, but the, the other realities, the, the world, the trees, the nature, everything. So having that bedrock shift of realizing, wow, I'm a divine being having a human experience. Um, that for me has been a very potent and helpful shift in you know, both understanding the world more clearly and it's influenced my behavior in a much more positive way. Another example of that shift. Now, I realize not everyone's into spiritual stuff, but um, if you are, then that is a, an interesting thought to ponder, I think. Other Saturn-Uranus themes, breakthroughs in deep self-exploration by becoming the resistance, liberation from fear by being acutely subjected to fear. Now, these obviously refer to shadow work, and um, I cannot recommend it highly enough. Um, if you just have a way when you have a challenging emotion come up or you feel some unpleasant feeling in your body, um, there's a simple tool I offer freely. It's called the healing invocation where you can just say to your higher self, maximum healing that serves highest good, please let the energy soak into your body as you just hold your attention wherever it feels bad and your higher self will literally flush that stuff out of you. If you want to learn more about that, if you're on the recording of this, there will be a link below the video. And if you're live, then if you just go to astroshaman.com, my site, the very last word on the menu bar is the word invocations. And that will give you the chance to, to get a free six-part masterclass on the invocations to call in your awakening, to call in your healing. And I've been given this stuff for 10 years. Thousands of people have done it. I can't even keep track of all the emails saying how well it works. And again, it's a totally free deal. So if that interests you, you're welcome to take advantage of that as well. Other Saturn-Uranus themes, being unable to hold rigid positions or stay stuck permanently, working out specific karmic problems, unexpected rewards for your pain, personal suffering becomes archetypal suffering, tragedy consumed by experiencing its emotion fully. Again, this also all relates to shadow work kind of stuff. Uh, it's so helpful to face and, and purge those challenging emotions and stuck places in your body so they don't have to bother you anymore. 
other Saturn-Uranus themes, death in one place leading to rebirth elsewhere, and the global breakdown of antiquated structures. I've spoken to that already. Um, I believe in 2021, we're gonna see all kinds of structures, governmental, business, personal, falling rapidly because they're done. And it's time for a better and more conscious structure to rise. Um, again, there will be some cases in which a darker and more self-serving structure will rise. The forces of darkness have just as much right to play on the field as the forces of light. But I'm hoping if you're watching this, you're one of the light workers uh, on that side. So I ask you if an old structure is going down, then please try to create a new and better structure. I'm not a believer that it's all about getting back to normal, as I believe you've intuited from my comments. Normal sucks. The normal we've had is on a suicide mission. So the thing to think about is how can we make a better reality? In fact, I just listened to a podcast yesterday. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm spacing him. He's like one of the most powerful public speakers of all time. He did a little podcast and he said, you know, use this downtime to create something new. Don't just try to get back to the way things work. Tony Robbins is who it was. So even he thinks this is a good idea. Another Saturn-Uranus possibility is transcending time and causality. Saturn is time. He's the time lord. Uh, overcoming the need for external security. And for me, um, when my experience of overcoming the need for external security was, again, having that awakening, realizing what I really am is soul that cannot be harmed in any way. And having most of my experience be that means that I'm much more comfortable in my human form. And again, the odds, or rather the the downsides are much lower when you realize I'm not just the body. I'm so much more than that. There's an aspect of me that cannot be harmed. Also, Saturn Uranus, an ability to remain unfazed by any extreme. Of course, awakening is really good for that. And spirit coming to know itself in matter. Of course, I've been talking about that endlessly here. So those are some thoughts on Saturn Uranus. Obviously, I come from a very spiritual perspective on things. Um, so that's the spin I give. There's obviously tons of other ways you can play with Saturn and Uranus. In 2021, there are three Martian hard aspects to the Saturn-Uranus square. Uh, the one on the upper left is with Mars conjunct Uranus and square Saturn. And the orb of that is December 18 of 2020 through February 7. Then below that, we have the T-square. That's a right triangle for you geometry fans. With Mars, Saturn, and Uranus, the orb of that is June 16 through July 15. And then on the right, we have the T-square with Mars, Saturn, and Uranus, November 3rd through November 26. I mentioned earlier that Mars will be a catalyst here. So these time periods I just named, I would anticipate that these would be the most volatile and active periods of the full year Saturn-Uranus square in 2021. Okay, so Saturn square Uranus. Also, I made a promise on my last episode. I talked somewhat about Saturn sextile Chiron, which was exact last week on February 9th. And I said I would give a little more insight into it this in societal terms. I'm going to repeat just a tiny bit of what I said last week and then tell you a little bit more. Um, the second most important aspect of 2021, which is that Saturn Chiron sextile, offers a lifeline of harmonious healing and wisdom. Again, it was exact on February 9. It'll be exact twice more on June 24th and November 26th. Again, this is the Saturn Chiron sextile I'm talking about here. 
The sextile is in orb for more than 15 months, November 13, 2020 through February 24th, 2022. This flowing aspect counterbalances the Saturn Uranus square you just heard about. The square is much more challenging, especially to structures that have outlived their usefulness. As I said, the sextile supports us in understanding the deeper meaning of the radical changes we'll experience in 2021. The sextile can also help us heal personally and collectively. Here's some contemporary examples. For example, finally, the coronavirus is trending downward in the United States. Again, this is healing of structures, our societal structure, our medical structure. There is actually opportunity for healing among polarized factions. I know it feels like it's just getting worse, but that's up to us guys. It's up to us to step out to those who are different from us and offer an olive branch, say, I want to understand you, not demonize you. And in my opinion, the societal healing will not get much momentum until we do our personal healing. So it's an as within, so without system. If I'm not holding peace and harmony within myself, um, if I'm all angry and agitated and upset, then I can't help but radiate that out to everything around me, whether I want to or not. So always remember that the personal healing is essential if you want societal healing as well. And that's why in my own life, what I'm doing mainly to help the global situation is I have my Awakening Plus membership and I put out information about how to come to you know, awakening within yourself, et cetera, because I know that until each person establishes that foundation of peacefulness, they're going to be less effective at creating harmony externally. Um, there's a lot of opportunity for practical wisdom. Again, I'm interpreting Saturn sextile Chiron, uh, a lot of tremendously life-affirming information out there. Once you separate the wheat from the chaff, the trick is to not get sucked into things that only resonate with your specific point of view, and especially things that get you upset, things that stir up your negative emotions and thoughts. That's the stuff that's going to keep us locked in conflict. Uh, always seek out things that are going to help you you know, look at what's really happening, of course, but then, you know, find the peace, do things that will support your inner harmony so that that will lead to global harmony. So just a few extra thoughts on the Saturn sextile Chiron. In the larger scheme, they're both running at the same time. So the Saturn square Uranus stirs things up and, and again, destabilizes the structures that don't serve us anymore. Well, at the same time, thank God, the Saturn Chiron sextile offers the healing possibilities and the wisdom that we need to work through the stuff. So I love that both those aspects are running at the same time. Okay, let's move along. Service to a higher cause is supported by a kite that started back on February 6th. This harmonious aspect pattern includes Mars, Vesta, Neptune, and Pluto. It peaks today on February 17 and ends on the 25th. Vesta represents service to a higher cause. Mars adds assertiveness and energy, while its placement in Taurus gives endurance. Pluto can add wealth and power to this endeavor. Neptune flows divine energy and inspiration into the mix and helps you operate in the zone while doing your part. It also encourages you to act in a spirit of unconditional love and compassion. On Thursday, February 18th, the sun enters Pisces at 5.44 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. For the next month, the energies of spiritual awakening and inspired creativity will radiate more strongly. It will also be easier to operate in flow state and work with dreams. Now, Pisces also has lower expressions. These include substance abuse, excessive escapism, aimless drifting, and playing the martyr role in a relationship. Put your focus on the more life-affirming expressions of Pisces to give it something better to do. 
one exception to that. If you are addicted to something, conscious redirection of energy may not be enough. Do not hesitate to seek professional help if you need it. Friday, February 19, bonus aspect, Venus square Mars. Venus at 23 Aquarius, exactly. Mars exactly at 23 Taurus. So a Venus-Mars square obviously brings strongly together the masculine and feminine energies. Uh, the square is challenged for growth. So often when Venus squares Mars, there's a little bit of conflict in the air between relationships of all kinds. At the same time, it can bring passion and fire and intensity. So uh, this is a great time for you know, connecting more deeply and passionately with your beloved if you so choose. Hey, we're only uh, five days after Valentine's Day. Keep it going. Uh, Venus and Mars also create creativity among them. So this can also energize creativity in a very potent way with Venus and Aquarius. Um, don't just do the same old stuff. Think, how can we innovate? How can we go outside the box? How can we be fresh and experimental with how we're relating or creating? On Saturday, February 20th, Mercury turns direct at 7.52 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. That'll be at 11 degrees Aquarius. The winged messenger turned retrograde back on January 30th at 26 and a half Aquarius. Now that Mercury is direct and since the moon is waxing, the celestial energy better supports things like major purchases and contract signings. Just a side note here, if you've got a really critical major purchase or contract signing that's going to have really major downstream effects, you might consider doing electional astrology. That's a specific branch of astrology that finds the, an actual natal chart for an event, a contract signing or a purchase to give it the optimal energy. It's one of the services I offer at astroshaman.com. Back to what I wrote about the forecast. When I forecasted this Mercury retrograde on January 30th, I noted that it would be happening entirely within Aquarius. I suggested that you reflect on how you can best embody positive Aquarian qualities. Let's review those now so you can now choose the ones you want to cultivate with Mercury direct. Have you accepted everything about yourself that's unconventional or outside the box? And are you expressing those unique qualities into the world? Can you fly your freak flag all the way up the flagpole all the time? Or do your circumstances require you to express your uniqueness more selectively? Aquarius rules intuitive hits. These come directly from your higher self. It created you and always knows your optimal course of action. You can recognize an intuitive hit with absolute certainty. You know it in your bones the instant it pops in. How consistently are you following this life-affirming guidance? Finally, each of us is born in response to a need of the collective. What are your special gifts and talents? How fully are you using them to serve others in a way that delights you? So do any of these ideas call to you? If so, feel free to develop them in whatever way feels best. Mercury retrogrades for reflection. Mercury direct is for action. We have one more bonus aspect on Sunday, February 21, Venus quintile Uranus. This is Venus at 25 Aquarius. Uranus is at seven Taurus. This is so set up for creativity. My gosh, Venus is the artist. Uranus is flashes of genius. The quintile itself is a magical fairy dust kind of aspect. So first and foremost, uh, it's a great time to be creative. You know, get your uh, artistic materials out, however you do that, and get the inspiration flowing. Uh, Venus, of course, can also be relationships. So this could also be all sorts of insight and hits on how to take your relationship to the next level. 
I kind of discussed this earlier with Venus square Mars. What the common link is here is Aquarius, the sign Venus is in, and Uranus actually are the same archetype. One's a sign, one's a planet, but they mean the same thing. So this is a little similar to the Venus square Mars because back then Venus was still in Aquarius also. So some similarity, but this on the 21st is much more about just creative inspiration, just cool stuff popping in out of the blue, you know, that kind of thing. Okay, so that's our week's events. I do have an announcement or two for you. Everyone is welcome to participate in many Awakening Plus Zoom calls for free. These events support your individual healing and awakening, as well as global spiritual awakening. Some events are for Awakening Plus members only, but we would love to have you join our supportive online community. Dip your toe in the water with our 30 days for $1 risk-free trial membership. Here's details on our upcoming events, all at 8 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. Uh, This Wednesday, February 17, we have a community support call, a members-only event. We do these twice a month. Community can be crucially important on the spiritual path. This is especially true now when so many of us are physically isolated. You may not belong to a spiritual support group, or you may not feel fully aligned with a group that you're part of. Awakening Plus members experience the joy of creating and deepening connection with each other online. We support each other in large and small groups from the comfort of our homes with no risk of catching the coronavirus. To encourage uninhibited sharing and to respect confidentiality, community support calls are not recorded, so I hope you can join us live. That'll last about 90 minutes. Then we have free public events. Uh, Every week we do New Earth Support Team. This just moved to Mondays. So if you couldn't do Thursdays where we did them before, Mondays are now the time. So pop in. In this popular weekly event, we first create our sacred container and invoke embodied awakening. Then we team up, flowing energy to support the more awakened new earth currently blossoming. Our intention is always the same, but the divine keeps it fresh by providing endless variations on this amazing experience. Thankfully, one thing remains consistent, the personal spiritual upgrades and profound bliss we always receive. This lasts about an hour with kind of chatting afterward. You can hang around for if you want. Then brand new announcements. Next week, we have two free public events I've just added. The first is called Gifts in Funny Wrapping Paper. Our guest presenter is Spirit Songs. She's presented to us before. She's coming back here on Tuesday, February 23rd. What if you knew that every time something happened in your life that didn't make sense or felt like a disaster, it was really a gift in funny wrapping paper? These days, our lives are full of sudden and unexpected changes. Some of them may look like the worst things that could possibly happen, but they don't need to feel that way. Instead, you can develop an awareness that these events point to miracles that await your discovery. In this call, you'll learn how to shift your perceptions so that you experience challenging events more positively. Instead of fearing them, you'll learn to welcome them. Then we have another free public event on Wednesday, February 24. The Singing Bowl, Harmonizing the Heart, facilitated by Makisala. Makisala returns for another solo turn with her Heart Chakra Crystal Singing Bowl. She'll bathe you in ancient Atlantean crystal vibration and will hold space as your vibration is attuned. This will last 45 to 60 minutes. Awakening Plus features at least 10 live streaming events each month. Many live events are open to everyone for free. Members receive these exclusive benefits, at least 10 live Zoom calls to choose from each month, about half are members only, an archive of over 300 life-transforming events, plus a best-of guide. 
enlightening course content, including the complete 16-part Invocation Masterclass, two community connection calls per month. You can hook up with an accountability partner. There's a private forum, so much going on. And you can do it all by getting on that 30 days for $1 risk-free trial membership at awakeningplus.com. Thanks for being here. Once again, I'm Benjamin Bernstein with astroshaman.com. I can serve you with astrology reading, shamanic healing, awakening activation, astrological event timing, and one-of-a-kind life coaching. All my one-on-one services are equally effective in person or long distance, and during the pandemic, my rates are lower. I also offer an unbeatable price on SolarFire, the number one astrology software for Windows. And as I mentioned, I run the Awakening Plus online membership for spiritual support. You can learn all about this and more at astroshaman.com. To learn all about this and more in the show notes, go to astroshaman.com slash 573. Please reach out if you have any questions. My email is astroshamanbenjamin at gmail.com. And my number for voice and text is 828-338-9852. I'd love to connect with you. We are wrapping up. Please leave me a rating, review, or comment wherever you're getting this episode so others who also love astrology and spirituality can find it. Thanks again for spending this time with me. Stay safe. Stay healthy. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way.